0: Welcome to Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Geekly's Marvel podcast. It's Anthony Lewis flying solo here in an attempt to kind of, I guess, uh, catch up with the rest of She Hulk attorney at law. For those of you who uh, noticed, and I'm sure there's a good number of you who did, uh, Cinemagicly as a whole went on a hiatus for uh, many weeks. And uh, coming out on the other side of it, uh, there is nobody to finish up She-Hulk, and Aurora hasn't had a chance to watch it yet, so uh, I'm going to be a completionist and try to finish talking about where we left off. So I'm going to do, this is the first of three episodes of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. that are going to release uh, in the coming weeks to just catch up on all of this stuff and maybe you don't care cause the show has been done since before the middle of October and, uh, it is now the middle of November. It's literally the show finished a month ago. So it's late news, late review, and m- maybe you don't care, but maybe you do. If you're listening, there's a chance that you do. And thanks, uh, for caring. And thanks for listening, and thanks for sticking, uh, thanks for sticking with us through all of this uh, craziness. So uh, yeah, there's no more MCU television shows. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever recently came out that marked the end of Phase Four of the MCU, and uh, that includes television. Uh, She-Hulk: Attorney at Law was the end of the TV end. Of phase four, which, uh, featured a bunch of amazing shows, uh, some middling shows and a few bad. And for me, unfortunately, she Hulk ends in the, uh, on the, on the lower end of the scale. Uh, there are quite a few shows slated for phase five, but all of their releases, uh, none of them have exact release dates, but they do have targeted, uh, you know, early 2023, mid 2023, late 2023. Um, and, uh, I will go over those, uh, in the, uh, on the finale episode, but for now, let's pick up where we left off. We're going to talk about episodes five and six of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, starting with episode five, mean, green, and straight poured into these jeans. Titania has trademarked the name She-Hulk for a new line of beauty products, which angers Jennifer Walters. Uh, max holloway warns walters that she needs to deal with the situation quickly and assigns mallory book as her attorney for the case nikki and pug come up with a plan to acquire a superhero outfit for jennifer from luke jacobson a highly exclusive tailor who provides clandestine services for heroes while book and walters counter sue titania claiming that she is illegally exploiting she hulk's fame for profit Walters is annoyed to discover that Todd Phelps, one of her unsuccessful dates, is also a client at her firm, but this helps her realize that she can use her dating app history to establish a past record of identifying her as She-Hulk before Titania. Uh, tried to gain the trademark using her past dates as testimonies. Walters wins the case and establishes a tentative friendship with Book. Walters later acquires her new customized outfits from Luke Jacobson. So, yeah, this I don't have a lot of memories about this particular episode. I've not, spoiler, I've not gone back and watched any of these in preparation. I have watched all the episodes, but I've not gone back and... Uh, prepared, uh, a hundred percent for, uh, for this. So I'm just going off of memory and this one particularly is, uh, not overly memorable in, uh, to me, this episode wasn't, uh, This was just sort of a way to kind of reintroduce Titania into the mix. She will be featured a little bit later on uh, as we go. But uh, this is kind of a nothing happening episode that uh, I gave a two and a half to. Uh, It just did not do anything for me. Uh, Episode six is just Jen. And Here's what happened in that episode. Uh, Jennifer Walters is invited to be a bridesmaid at her old friend Lulu's wedding When she arrives, however, she's disappointed to find that Lulu wants her to present as uh, As herself not she hulk so you know that she doesn't hog all the attention from Lulu, which honestly makes sense it's her own wedding Uh, and She also saddles her with numerous pre-wedding duties to sort of, again take the focus off of Jennifer. Titania is also present, as she is dating one of Lulu's groomsmen. Jennifer bonds with a man named Josh Miller, a friend of the groom, but Titania attacks her. Following a brief fight, Titania breaks down and storms off. Meanwhile, Book and Nikki work on a divorce case for a superhuman called Mr. Immortal, who has repeatedly faked his own death to get out of several marriages. Compounding the problem, eight of his previous spouses all file suits against him while learning his secret via online video displaying his powers leaked by a website called the Intelligentsia. After resolving the case, Book and Nikki discover several death threats directed at She-Hulk on Intelligentsia's message board, which is maintained by an individual known as Hulk King. Elsewhere, scientists working for Hulk King spy on Jennifer and plan another attempt to steal a blood sample from her. So this episode, I thought, was a step up from episode five. A a lot of the stuff at the wedding was kind of ho-hum, but I really liked the interactions that she had with this Josh Miller guy. Unfortunately, like I know how this all turns out now, so uh, viewing it back with hindsight is a little difficult, but with trying to look at it with the eyes of the person who was watching it in middle September. Um, I remember really liking the, their their scenes together. And also I thought, uh, the stuff with Mr. Immortal worked in bits and pieces. And, um, some of it was very funny. Some of it was kind of just, eh, just there. Um, you know the stuff with intelligentsia, which is something from the comics but the stuff with the intelligentsia and hulk king like that's uh it's it's a little more modernized to sort of represent uh toxic masculinity incel culture whatever it is uh that's uh pervasive on the internet and i mean not it's not a bad thing uh to to kind of revise it to sort of fit with modern times, but I just didn't find it very engaging as a villain, I guess, like not that it's not like a serious threat or representing like an actual problem, um, you know, uh, with actual threats to women or uh, men with problems that seriously need to be um, helped, looked into. Help needs to be sought with those things. 100%. But just as, like, for a fictional television show and in terms of writing captivating characters or mysterious characters or mysterious entities, this just didn't capture me very well. Um, But I thought the episode was fun and I ended up giving this one a three and a quarter. Uh, Luckily, I did mark down scores. I was planning on doing podcasts for all of these episodes, so I did mark down scores. So there are scores for (laughs) these episodes, um, and I will have them going forward. Unfortunately, these are going to be short podcasts because there's nobody to bounce opinions or thoughts off of, but again... These are happening for the sake of completionism, so we can wrap up the She-Hulk version of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, yeah, that's that, Uh, and that is this mini-episode for this week. Uh, But we'll be back next week with two more episodes. But in the meantime, why don't you head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of ways you can help out there if you would like. We have our Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. Links for those are in the show notes for this episode episode and of course you can find us on apple podcast google podcast stitcher and spotify just search for podcasters of shield hit subscribe and that way you can join me next time to hear me talk about episodes seven and eight of she hulk attorney at law the retreat and ribbit and ribbit